late. I've had a day. <sighs> Say, Wiz, can you help me out? Thanks, bro. Is everything all right? My romantic comedy is a romantic tragedy. <laughs> Michelle, I can't live without you. Man, why do we always come to the movies? Well, you can learn a lot from a movie. The world might be ruled by politicians, but popular culture is moved by the world of entertainment and nothing is bigger or more influential than Hollywood. Movie theaters are modern day pulpits. People flock to their local multiplexes or gather around the big screens, drop billions of dollars in the offering. They group together and they share a worldview revealed to them in story form. They allow themselves to be emotionally led by directors and screenwriters who, who influence how we feel, think, and even act. So whether a film moves us to tears, chills us to the bone, or makes us laugh, you, you can't help but notice the influence of Hollywood. You see it in repeated phrases, style of dress, and cultural shifts in what inspire us, offend us, and even what we accept as right or wrong. Cinematic storytelling has invaded every area of life, and for good reason. Everyone loves a great story. Stories are powerful. Stories influence. Stories change us, and they drive us. And in Hollywood, they say that not only does every scene tell a story, but every angle captured on film does as well. They've learned the art of being a master storyteller, and I think the reason we're so attracted to good story is that we are all image bearers of the creator who is the master storyteller and his narrative spans all of creation. Some people have even called it the mega narrative in which we all play a part. The Bible is God's story, and I think that might be why it's still the most read work in all of human history, because we're drawn to the amazing ongoing story of God. We're drawn to the biggest questions of life. We're drawn to questions of purpose, and we're drawn to conflict and mystery. There's an eternal quality to a great story. Metro at the Movies is one of my favorite things that we do around here. We use modern movies to help drive us into the story of God. We, we don't use movies just to entertain or to have fun. We use them as a catalyst to talk about things that God talks about in the pages of the Bible. It's gonna be a lot of fun and hopefully it's gonna help move us to take our next steps toward God. But I have to say something here. For many, entertainment is mindless and it's thoughtless. But God does not want us to be mindless or thoughtless at all. He doesn't just want us to take in whatever Hollywood has to offer us. The scripture clearly teaches us to be discerning. I'm amazed at how many people of faith, people who claim the name of Christ, are willing to take in all sorts of forms of immorality and offenses toward God without even thinking about it. Uh, we, we take in a lot of stuff that beats against our soul. Uh, we need to be wiser than that. In the book of Psalms, chapter 101, it says, I will set no wicked or unclean thing before my eyes, nothing that is vile. And Jesus said it like this, that the eyes are the gateway to the soul and your eyes fill your soul. They lead your soul somewhere. We don't need to write off all movies or, or music, but we, we need to be wise. We need to be wiser. We need to have a standard that reflects our love for a holy God. God and the things that he loves. 
And so with any of these movies, we don't endorse every moment of them. We tried to pick movies that were overall clean and decent and fun, but, but some of the language and even some of the dress is way less than appropriate at times. And, and every believer has to sort of figure out exactly how God wants them to engage the world around them. We, we tried to be wise and classy with these, and, and we do think that this series is gonna be a great way to drive us deeper into the heart of God's word. And so I hope you're ready. So let's jump into our very first movie and let me set it up with the words that King David wrote as he was struggling to understand why God was allowing so many difficulties to come his way. He's in the middle of this pain and he comes to realize that God was there all the time, that he was never truly alone. Here is what he said in Psalm 139. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. You are wonderfully made, and today's movie is called Wonder. Wonder is a sometimes whimsical, sometimes serious fictional drama about a boy named Augie played by Jacob Tremblay. He, he suffers from a facial deformity known as Treacher Collins Syndrome. After many surgeries and years of homeschooling by his mother, Isabel, played by Julia Roberts, Augie enters Beecher Prep, a private preparatory school in the Upper Manhattan neighborhood in New York City. The, the school is named after Henry Ward Beecher, a 19th century American congregationalist, pastor, abolitionist, and human rights activist. I think the author did not choose that name by mere coincidence. The story begins from Augie Pullman's perspective, but ultimately it broadens as we see the same events from the perspective of his parents, his sister, his classmates, and others. We root for Augie, who is the main character in the movie, as he is bullied and as he struggles to make friends and ultimately as he grows, as he draws inspiration from those around him and inspires them in return. It's an amazing feel-good type of film, it really is. And I don't think the author chose the name Augie Pullman by accident either. His name is from the Latin word August, which means to grow or to increase, and of course we get our English word augment from that, which means to change or to become something different. And I don't know this for sure, but I suspect that the last name Pullman is, is exactly what it sounds like, Pull man. As Augie grows through his experiences, he pulls along his fellow man uh, the, and so that everyone triumphs together. His triumph is really everyone's triumph. He's pulling us along. And what I love most about this film is that it treats all of the characters with dignity, sometimes reversing our expectations, pulling back the curtain to show us why people act the way that they act, often surprising us with acts of vulnerability, forgiveness, sacrifice, and humanity. The film is based on a book by best-selling novelist R.J. Palacio, who was inspired to write Wonder by an incident that she experienced while taking her children out to buy ice cream one day. Uh, when her youngest son saw a boy with Treacher Collins syndrome, he became frightened and she started to think about creating a book where a boy had to face the world that didn't quite know how to face him back. Basically, the need for kindness. When others are tempted by fear, they prefer cruelty and pettiness. Now, while Augie's desire is to fit in, he is also painfully aware that because of his medical condition, that that will likely never happen with him. 
What the film does well is present the possibility that everyone, in one way or another, is dealing with the same underlying issues that Augie's facing. Everyone wants to belong and everyone is fighting a battle and that battle keeps them on the outside. Everyone is broken in some way and they just want to fit in. So I'm gonna skip showing you the trailer and I just wanna play the opening scene for you. Check this out. I know I'm not an ordinary 10 year old kid. I mean, I do ordinary things. Eat ice cream, ride my bike. I'm really good at playing sports. Well, on my Xbox. I love Minecraft, science, and dressing up for Halloween. I love the lightsaber fight with my dad and watch Star Wars movies with him and drive my big sister crazy and dream about being in outer space, just like any ordinary kid. I just don't look ordinary when I'm doing these things. Not even my birth was ordinary. It was Hilarious. Now, how can a birth be hilarious, you ask? A teenage doctor helps. This is my first day. Nate. A massive video camera also aids the situation. But to really be funny, you need what all the best jokes have. A punchline. He's coming! <laughs> surgery since then. They've helped me to breathe, to see, to hear without a hearing aid, and some even helped me look a bit better. But none of them have made me look ordinary. He said he doesn't want to go. But he's ready. No, he's not ready. I cannot homeschool him forever. Every year that we wait, it'll just be harder to start. This is the first year of middle school for everyone. He will not be the only new kid. Okay, well, he's gonna be the only new kid that looks like him. But will you stop rolling tells for just one second and please listen? It's like leading a lamb to the slaughter, and you know it. I know I'll never just be an ordinary kid. Ordinary kids don't make other kids run away from playgrounds. Ordinary kids don't get stared at wherever they go. But it's okay if you wanna stare too. My name is Augie Pullman. Next week, I start fifth grade. And since I've never been to real school before, I'm pretty much totally and completely petrified. What an amazing line when the father is talking to the mother about sending Augie to school. He, he says, sending Augie to school is like sending a sheep to the slaughter. Wonder offers a reminder that we are all at the mercy of one another. It's a terrible thought, isn't it, parents, that 
you can't always protect your kids, no matter how hard you try. I, I was just having a very personal conversation with, with one of my best friends in the world this last week, and we were talking about some of the pain and struggles that our kids go through and, and how here we are, two you know, middle-aged, relatively successful, moderately well-adjusted fathers who love their children like crazy, but we were just brokenhearted over this idea that we can't seem to protect our kids from the pain of this world. I'll meet you right here after school, okay? Right here. I love you. Love you too. I'll see you later. Can you hear me? I gotta stop here because past this point is a no dad zone and you don't wanna walk up with your parents because it's not cool. But you're cool. I know I am, but technically most dads aren't, so. And neither are these helmets. Hey, two rules. First, only raise your hand once a class, no matter how many answers you know, except for science. Check. Second, you're gonna feel like you're all alone, Hawkey, but you're not. Check. Should we lose this? Come on, costumes are for Halloween. Prepare for blast off. I love you. I love you too. Have fun. Dear God, please make them be nice to That was one of the most powerful moments in the film to me. Augie's mother watches her son walk into his very first day of school. Tears stream down her face as she watches the back of her son's head knowing what he's walking into. She knows just how cruel that we can be to one another. So she winces and she whispers, oh please God, let them be nice to him. There, there's a verse way back in the Old Testament part of the Bible. It's, it's in the book of Genesis. Maybe you're familiar with the story of Noah and the great flood. But just before God destroys the world with, with a flood, the scripture records how God feels about the world. It, it says that God saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. I don't think that we need a Bible verse to about the corruption of the world to tell us just how corrupt the world is. Just watching this little movie about fifth graders reminds us just how true that is, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, there's another verse in, in the book of Ephesians that reminds us of a brutal truth that, that there is this war going on around us all the time and it beats against our very soul. It describes that our struggle is deeper than just the corrupt world against things like flesh and blood, but it's against forces of darkness itself. Augie's mom feels this, and this little guy, this little boy, knows the weight of our fallen world way more than most of us do. Every day he goes to school with, with every eye toward him, looking at him. Every day he hopes that somebody will love him and just be 
kind to him. This is when Augie meets his fifth grade teacher, and this teacher drops one of the key lines in the movie. Who wants to read this month's precept? <laughs> about you what's your name summer summer want to give it a shot when given the choice between being right or being kind choose kind very simple and very powerful the idea of kindness is really the theme of this movie the basic desire that we all carry please god let us just be kind one to another this desire is the ache of our heart. It really is. Wonder is not a religious film, but this prayer captures such a deep need that we all have. Please, please, oh God, let us just be kind. Kindness is a cause that we can all get behind. Kindness opens us up to stories, to the, to the pain and to the experiences of other people. Kindness sees beyond the surface to the very soul of another. And in that moment, it sees value and meaning and purpose. It honors the teaching of, of Paul in the Corinthian church when in the Bible where it says, do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? He says that you are created by God and that, that adds value to your life that makes you valuable, that makes your life matter. Kindness looks at another person the way God looks at us, with the compassion of Jesus and with empathy and with purpose all rolled into the act of redemption and grace. Maybe you remember when Jesus came upon a group of people and the scripture records his heart toward that group. He says his heart was filled with compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Kindness recognizes the God-created beauty in another person, the beauty that was there from the very beginning, and it seeks the flourishing and well-being of each of us. If choosing kindness is the mantra or the theme of, of this movie called Wonder, it is also a recognition of, the, of what we read at the beginning in Psalm 139, where we said, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Each of us is fearfully and wonderfully made, whether the world chooses to acknowledge that or not. God has created us. We are glorious, marvelous works of the Creator God. We, we are known full well by God and we are beloved by God. We are loved by Him regardless of, of the size, color, or the shape of, of the packaging, regardless of how we come into this world or, or what we take from it as we pass through it. There is a Creator God who is desperate for each of us to experience His kindness and kindness one from another. Choose kindness is, is sort of the theme of this movie, but the world is far from kind. Augie knows this, and you know this as well. August is the sun. My mom and dad and me are planets orbiting the sun. But I love my brother, and I'm used to the way this universe works. My mom says that on my fourth birthday, I wished for a little brother. And when he was born, it only took me a few seconds and I was all over him. Can you hear me? If they stare, let them stare. You can't blend in when you were born to stand out. I've never asked my mom for help with my homework. I never needed my dad to remind me to study for a test. I just did most of my studying in waiting rooms and hospitals. Mom and Dad would always say I was the most understanding girl in the world. I don't know about that. 
I just knew my family couldn't take one more thing. I know my family loves me, but ever since my grandma died, my best friend Miranda is the only person who knows me. Miranda. Wow. Look at you. Hey, Via. I've texted you like a thousand times. When did you get back from camp? Two weeks ago. Two weeks? Sorry, it's been crazy, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's okay. What'd you do to your hair? Do you like it? Yeah, yeah. It looks wild. Just trying something different, you know? I'll catch you later. horribly sad, isn't it? I think it's one of the saddest scenes in the movie. I think this movie should be mandatory viewing for all kids going through middle school. Heck, I even think it should be mandatory viewing for their parents as well. One of the great things about this movie is that it's not all about Augie's pain. It's about how our pain affects those around us, that we're in this together. The dad struggles, right? Uh, there's this line, it's one of my favorite lines in the movie, uh, when Augie says, Dad, I'm ugly, I just wanna hide behind my, my, my mask. You know, he's always wearing this astronaut mask, right? And the dad says, I love your face, I love it. It's my son's face and I wanna see it. Wow. What a powerful line. The mom has sacrificed so much for her son. She's put her education on hold, her career on hold. Everything that she does revolves around caring for and protecting her son. Our pain affects everyone around us. Uh, parents understand this. Your, your child's pain is, is your pain. You walk through it with them, even when they're adults. You know, part of the allure of wonder is that dark, pain-filled, lonely, unpredictable corners exist in each of our lives. Uh, one of the great developments in this film is about how Augie's life and, and struggle is inseparable with the life and struggle of his sister, Vaya, and her disappointments in life. Check, check out this scene. I don't care what Jack Will says about Christmas. Halloween is the best holiday in the world. It's so awesome. When I'm wearing a costume, I usually walk with my head down to avoid being seen. But on Halloween, I walk with my head up high. He did the mash. It got on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. I don't even know who that was. He didn't even know who I was. It's so cool, especially because people don't like to touch me. Because they think I'm contagious. Oh yeah, Chewie, up high. Boom goes the dynamite. You're not the only one who struggles. Every single person, no matter how beautiful or perfect or rich or put together they might seem, everyone struggles. Vaya, Augie's sister, has spent her whole life pretending to be strong, that she's fine, that she doesn't need anybody. But like Augie, she hides behind this mask. In, in one of the scenes, Augie talks about how, he, how much he loves Halloween because he gets to hide behind his mask. Uh, the real Augie stays hidden, but Vaya is the same way. She hides behind a mask, and I think this is totally about us, isn't it? I'm fine, I've got it together, my marriage is wonderful when it's not, or, or we've got plenty of money when we know we're broke, or I don't need friends, but you know you're alone, I've got it when you really do feel overwhelmed. Uh, this is 
why we're told over and over in the pages of scripture to care for one another, to love one another, to lift one another, to share one another's burdens. We're told to build this kind of community together amongst those who believe because we were not meant to do life alone. Augie has to realize that even though he has suffered so much, he's not the only one that suffers. I want to show you one more scene, and it's a powerful, powerful scene. Check this out. Come on, get ready. It's almost time for the Halloween parade. You're supposed to knock. Go away! Mom says you won't say what happened. Did someone say something? Someone always says something! Well, tell me what happened. It's none of your business! You took my day with Mom, so it is my business. I heard Jack Wolf talking about me behind my back. He said he'd kill himself if he looked like me. Jack Will? Isn't he the nice one? There are no nice ones! I wish I'd never gone to school in the first place! But you were liking school. I know you were. I hate it, okay? I hate it! Augie, I'm sorry, but you're not the only one who has bad days. Bad days? Do people avoid touching you? When a person accidentally touches you, do they call it the plague? No. Jack Wool is all I had. Just don't compare your bad days at school to mine, okay? Okay. Hey, did you notice that Miranda doesn't come around anymore? What? You didn't. Shocker. Yeah. She went away to camp this summer, and now she doesn't like me anymore. Why? Because school sucks, and people change. So if you want to be a normal kid, Augie, then those are the rules. So let's go trick-or-treating, OK? Because right now, we're each other's best friends. Really? Yes. So, come on. I'll let you have all my Halloween candy. We get so wrapped up in our little world that we forget that we're not the center of the universe and that everybody else doesn't orbit around us. We, we forget that we're not the only one in a it, 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 that has a fight. Matter of fact, one of the key lines in this movie, I think the teacher delivers it. He says, uh, be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Uh, it, it's true. We see that hard battle in every character in this story. Each of them, like Augie, reflecting the image of God, but is in a hard battle. This film is a reminder of the extraordinary gift of our humanity, that there is beauty and that there is brokenness in all of us. We, we are all weak. We get caught up in our own self-centered views of the world and often choosing our own comfort at the cost of those around us. And, and we are also capable of great love and, and great acts of generosity. This movie shows it all. And as Augie reminds us, God's image is in all of us. And his image is found not in our faces, but in our ability to give and receive love. Like the characters in this little film, we are all in a battle. We would rather cover it up. We want to put a mask over it. But that's not what God wants us to do. 
He wants us to run toward one another. He wants us to move toward community. He, he wants us to learn to trust one another and care for one another. He wants us to be kind to one another. You, you think about this idea of kindness. Kindness is a result of you and me realizing that other people are hurting, that other people go through stuff that we go through, that, that pain is universal. Kindness is empathy knowing that everybody else is in the same hard battle. And here's what God says ultimately. Think about this. That no matter what kind of community we find, no matter what kind of family we find, even if you find your soulmate, you marry a husband or a wife or you have kids and all that kind of stuff, uh, no matter how great all of that is, no matter how important it is to have uh, people in your life to care for you, God says that that's still not going to be enough for you. That ultimately, uh, like it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, it says that we are to cast all of our burdens on Christ. That we're to go to God with the deepest struggles of our life. We're to, we're to give them to Him because He is the one who brings the greatest care into our life. It is His Spirit that lifts us. So friends, if you have things that you're battling, if you're in a hard battle right now, go to God. Give it to God. Find a brother. Find a sister in Christ. Find somebody who's going to walk with you through that. But, but can I just encourage you? Go to God. Make it a point to give it to Him. Trust Him with your life. Trust Him with your fight. And He will care for you. Uh, I love what uh, Pastor Jeremy says there. Uh, kindness is recognizing other people's pain, that other people are dealing with stuff. And just, just what a moment, um, for those of us who, have, who are parents, just what a moment when the mom is, is holding onto her husband and says something to the effect of, you know, dear God, may they be kind to him. It's, it's, it's powerful because, you know, for anyone you care about, you want others to be kind to them, but, but it's different when you, you know, you're a parent because you always want to protect your kids. And, and so, you know, I have two little guys right now, and then we have a little girl in the way, and, and life, life is scary, isn't it? It's not, it's not static. It ebbs and it flows. We go through great suffering. We, we have good days. We have bad days. And, and we're all over the place. Life happens. Suffering happens. But kindness is recognizing. Is recognizing the suffering in someone else. Seeing them as a person. A, someone with a heart, with a soul that God loves, that we should love. I mean, it's, it's a great movie. It really is. Uh, and um, the characters like like the mom who's who's so consumed and distracted by everything because she's afraid to feel that pain and what it actually is like to feel the full force of life and her suffering some of us are there right we we have the endless list of to-do lists so we don't we don't have those moments inside our heads where we have to deal with suffering we have to deal with pain or, or we're like the older sister there, you know? We, we, we just, we got it all together. No, we're good. We just bottle it up. No, I'm good. And so days go by, weeks go by, months go by, years, decades go by, and we're still 
just fine. And we've never dealt with our pain and the suffering in our lives. And you know who you are. I'm, I'm the person that bottles things up too. But we can't live like that. We, we gotta take that to God. We gotta go to God in those times. We, we have to, we must, if we want any sort of healing. And then there's little, little Augie. I mean, he's, he's easy, you know, to, to see like, wow, life must be so hard for you. And so maybe there are people in, in your life, or maybe you're the person in your life that's like Augie. Like, yeah, I'm always suffering. But we, we can't be blind to our own suffering. We, we can't blind ourselves to the suffering of those around us. We can't, we can't be caught in our own head by our own pain. No, kindness is recognizing the pain in someone else. Kindness is reaching out to others. And so, and so maybe there are people that there are people in your lives that are simply hard to love, they're difficult to love. Just remember, they hurt. What, what's the old adage? Hurt people hurt people, right? It's a little cheesy, but it's totally true. It's absolutely true. And you know what we should do with that hurt? We should take it to God. We take it to God. We take it to a safe place, like a community, like a church, like a life group. We take it there and we start to sort it. We, we share, we're vulnerable with others. We deal with our pain, we deal with our suffering. Because from that, from that comes incredible growth. From that comes incredible joy. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but, but actually in, in the book of Acts, chapter 14, you can look, look it up later. Um, it says that we must endure great suffering before we inherit the kingdom of God. Not quite encouraging for Christians. It's like, come on, Paul. Come on, guys. Why'd you gotta write that? But it's true because, because suffering makes us human. Suffering reminds us that we need God that we need something more in this life and that he is the only thing that can satisfy that brokenness. He's the only one that can heal that. He's the only one who can help us. I think that's, that's, that's what the author of Acts wanted us to know. That yes, we must, we must endure great suffering, but there is hope because our hope is in the kingdom of God and our hope is in the kingdom to come and our hope is somewhere else. But Jesus is at work here and now to heal us, to draw us closer to himself, and then to use us to draw others close to him. But you know, we can't reach others if we're so caught up in our own pain and our own life and distracted by our own frustrations. No. So this week, my hope is that we would get outside of ourselves. We'd get outside of our heads, our endless to-do lists, our, I'm good, our excuses, and our pain, our own pain. I, my hope is that we would get out of all of this that is going on inside our heads, that we would get out of ourselves, get outside of ourselves and ask God to give us a real encounter with him and an opportunity to be kind to someone, an opportunity to reach out to someone, an opportunity to see God move in your life. Anyone, anyone want that? Let's be people who are, who are known for our kindness.